Welcome to another episode of Plugged In Radio and Terrell, you introduce your cast. Around the Geek Radio. No, it's just Around the Geek. <laughs> it's me, Terrell, Warren. I mean, why yeah, did I say my I'm name? I'm Warren. <laughs> and Eric. Wait, how come Warren gets an introduction, but I don't? I, I, I meant to add your name as my name, but I don't know why I said that. So. <laughs> so Loyalties. Let's, let's introduce each of our cast so that, you know, people who haven't... I mean, I've been on Around the Geek before, so maybe listeners yes. will recognize me, but it's been a while. Um, but Terrell, go ahead and introduce what your uh, your cast is all about. What's Around the Geek about, and where can you find it? Uh, so Around the Geek is, is all about the... Uh... You know the you know the geeky side of life. Warren, uh, we're getting some feedback from yeah, you, dog. There we go. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, you're good. Yeah, so I was saying uh, around the geek is all about you know just pretty much we do a general all around from comics to to the movies, um, TV, everything, um, anything geek related. We we try to. I mean, sometimes we go outside the realm of that as well. Um, but uh, pretty pretty general all-around podcast uh i don't think we've ever been like pigeon-toed down to like one thing <clears throat> so i feel like i'm really giving like a really crap description of my own podcast <laughs> it's it's sort of i mean have being someone who's both listened to it and been on it it's almost like a group of friends chatting nerdy geeky things right that's that's it we're the whole purpose was to talk about video games tech comics movies anything in pop culture pretty much that because you could be a geek about anything so around the geek you guys also get you know back when cons were a thing um i know you've got interviews with people at like anime conventions um that i listen to different voice actors stuff like that which is pretty impressive yes we uh we try to grab it when we can uh, i've also been to like different um cons outside of like the anime stuff um, that I've gotten the opportunity to, to, to join and go to. Um, like this previous weekend, I was able to um, attend, I guess, the, I guess what they call now virtual cons. Um, I hopped into uh, Funimation, had a uh, two day convention uh, oh, online cool. this weekend. Um, and I was able to sit in on a uh, AMV contest that they were doing um, and act like I was sitting there the whole time. Um, so <laughs> it was just pretty, it was pretty good. And to introduce my cast, uh, our normal uh, podcast is called Unplugged Radio because we primarily cover the miniature war game Kings of War. Um, but our episodes are normally split into the first half is a hobby slash general update. And we'll talk about what we've been painting, what we've been playing. Generally, we cover either books, D&D, movies, or video games at some point during that first half. And then usually the second half is devoted to the game Kings of War, whatever topic we pick. 
Um, but we've also had episodes where we talk just about Dungeons and Dragons adventures because three of the four people on my cast are DMs. Um, we've had it where we've talked about the Dresden Files, which is a really good urban fantasy series. Um, and we have spinoff episodes called Plugged In Radio, which is all about us talking about playing through various video games. And listeners on our Facebook page get sporadic opportunities to vote on what we play next. And then our group of people, which is mostly made up of my college friends, such as you guys, as well as a couple of the people from my main cast, um, play through it. And we basically pick like milestone moments in the game to discuss up to that point and then continue to play through it. And we've done The Witcher 3, Castlevania, and now we've done The Last of Us Part 2. So, let's jump into it. Uh, the Last of Us Part 2. Um, probably, I don't know about you guys, but this was my most anticipated game for the PS4. It's the reason I bought a PS4. Oh, man. You five years, six, seven years waiting. <laughs> right? <laughs> now, I've only had my PS4 for, I think, two and a half years. Okay. But it... it when I found out that it was, you know, actually going to come out, I shortly afterwards bought one. So I, I wish I had that that patience to wait until a, a console's life cycle and let, all the games are already out, and you could just hop in. Everything's cheap. Yeah, <laughs> that ain't happening for me at all. <laughs> yeah, I know both both of you are very like getting it early, so you. <laughs> it helps that I have a gaming PC, so it's not like I'm playing, you know, just the PS3, right? <laughs> I have a gaming PC. I still need it for day one. <laughs> uh, so what about you guys? What was your anticipation for this game? Were you hyped? or I mean, I think we were all fans of the first game. Um, I, I can go on this one first. I can, I can say, because the, the, I remember pretty early on, like you said, they, they had announced that this was coming. But the longer it, it took coming out, the less kind of worried about it I became. Like, I honestly didn't really start caring until they put a, a solid date on it. Because remember, this game kept getting pushed back right. consecutively. Um, and, you know, up, up until maybe a few weeks out, we really didn't have any promotion or anything. We didn't really know what was going to happen in the game. I mean, the first one as well. But I, I, I can't Yeah, there was like a cinematic trailer that was released probably about eight months ago or a year ago like right. a while back but it didn't show us much of the game yeah. right um, yeah and i think that's the thing that got me like a little bit hyped for this game when it was first announced was because of the fact that the neil Druckmann pretty much said that we're not they weren't going to do a part two unless they had a story to tell like they were like we're not going to rush we're not just going to do it for the money like we have to have a story to tell before we even consider making a part two and as soon as they came out, like, well, we found an idea. I'm like, well, I'm in. <laughs> Eric, what about you, man? Uh, I was in as soon as they announced it. I was uh, the chart uh, right off of Warren's court uh, coattails. It was the same thing. And I heard about that. I was like, okay, so they're not just gonna make a second game because the first one's good because the first one ended on a note to where you could be okay with it. And the fact that they went through and said, oh, we're gonna do a part two. I was. I was I was sold so from the minute they announced it. So it finally came out. Um, I need to give a shout out before we go further. Uh, a good friend of mine who is part of the miniature wargaming community, Brenton Williams, actually got me a code for this game for free. Um, he gets codes through his work. He said, "I don't have time to play it. I know this is a game you really want," um, and he just gave it to me just as a thank you for you know service to the miniature wargaming community and just sort of as a nice gesture so big shout out thanks to brinton because 
I was all about that. <laughs> oh, that's so, awesome. It's always nice when you get free games. I know, right? Like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we, we dove in. We've all beaten the game. What were your thoughts now that the game's over? We're going to try to do the beginning half spoiler-free, just discussing. So if people are like thinking about playing, about, thinking about not, you can listen to four different opinions on it. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. <laughs> well, I was um, going to say, well. <laughs> so I, I mean, there was a lot of anticipation for this game in my mind, um, which often I feel like sets you up to be disappointed, even if the product is amazing. Um, and with this game, it's not what I expected it to be. The first game, I think in many ways, the themes that are explored is you have Joel starting off as a character who feels like survival is the best that the world's going to get. And then slowly through his relationship with Ellie and exploration, he's discovering this hopeful attitude and sort of reigniting this almost like parental bond with Ellie. So it's a game that despite very dark moments, overall has a more, there's more to living than survival feel. The second game, the themes are largely defined by negative feelings of revenge, anger, and guilt, which creates a much darker tone. Um, that's not necessarily worse, but it's not what I was expecting. And so this game, there were many, many moments where after I completed a play session, I sort of sat for a couple of minutes just reflecting on what had happened. And the first game had some of those moments, but this game is almost feels like non-stop, like, dang moments. Um, gameplay, they made some subtle but great improvements, more equipment, which I enjoyed. Um, the overall game, I really, really liked. I did not like it as much as the first one. Part of that is because I don't think it met what I was expecting. So naturally, my first taste is just not going to be that. Um, but I also felt like there's less variety in the enemies, which we'll get into, and the maps are larger, which is fun at first, but because all of the combat maps, for the most part, are larger, at times I felt both overwhelmed by the enemies coming from different angles and overwhelmed by the amount of exploration in each individual combat area. So those are my thoughts. I gave a 4 out of 5 on Groovy, um, which is a site I use a lot, and so I enjoyed it, but I did not think it was as good as the first one. Who wants to go next? Eric, I know you liked it better than the first one, so I want to hear your thoughts. Um, exactly, because the same for the reason that you don't like it, or for like, or one of the, the main reasons why I did, you can't because you're exploring a city, so you can't be tied down to, um, like the small maps that you have because the first one came on on PlayStation three. So with four, you have a whole lot more to work with graphic wise, mm -hmm. uh, memory wise. The game is wise. gorgeous for sure. Oh yeah. Um, and you know, the first playing through, I was like, every, or periodically I'll play through the first one, first one. I never feel like overwhelmed by enemies, but you're, you know, running into groups sometimes. So it never made sense. This one, because I'm literally in um, the territories of who who actually resides in the city, there is a constant sense of over, over being overwhelmed, which makes sense because there's certain you know you're you're trying to search for a very large one person looking for a needle in a haystack, 
you know, these people are kind of like sweeping through the city and you, you next thing you know, you're shooting like you see three or four people, you try and take one of them out. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, 12 people found you mm-hmm. and you got to go somewhere because the, realistically you can't, you're one person, you can't handle an entire brigade by yourself, which most, with most video games would make you feel like you can, but in this one, you can't. Um, you're running out of ammo, you need to scavenge, you need to, um, sometimes you may just need to leave items behind just to go to point B and get behind the door where you could throw a um a, a full filing cabinet a heavy filing cabinet or something else over top of it just so they can't get they can't get you but you know i it, but you know for me i felt i enjoyed that sense of overwhelming i enjoyed the story that was being told because of the direction they went um with this particular game over the first one because of the story that I was being told. So I thought it was way better because the first one did have a kind of a happier ending, but this one really amplifies the choice that was made from the first game. Right. And I think when we were talking about it, Eric, you said, you know, this whole game is defined by the arguably negative choice that Joel makes at the end of the first game. And so it was never going to be as happy of a second game when you find like at the end of the first game. And that's something I do agree with. It was no way. It's like the, he he literally doomed the entire world by him, by his selfish choice. Do you understand why he made his choice? I can fully understand that. Why he did it. This man had already lost his daughter in the lost his daughter. Um, 20 years prior felt like he got a second chance and then you think oh you're gonna take this girl you get attached to somebody you've been traveling across the country from boston to seattle you get attached to her it's gonna happen and then next thing you know you get there and you're like oh yeah she has to die like what well, then what was the point of keeping her alive the whole time then i could just you know y'all could have done something about it but it's like no she's not dying she, i want her to see her grow up that's not fair and you know the man has uh, overwhelming emotions for her because he he, he she after all that time she just feels like a daughter to him. I mean she promised don't it's like everybody else leaves me don't leave. I still think that whole situation could have been handled differently. Like if they yep. sat him, if they sat Joel and Ellie in a room, the fireflies that mm-hmm. is, and was like, hey look, this is what's gonna have to happen instead of just being like, oh we already knocked her out right. Room. Here, take your shit and go. Because Ellie would have picked, I think, to have the surgery go through. And if she had told Joel, it's a totally different situation, right? Oh, exactly. Yeah, I, yeah. Exactly. Well, I, I think because that was t- that was kind of like a last minute decision, and they, and they replay, but they replayed a scene where like the doctors talking to uh, was it Marlene? Yes. Um, yeah. Just like, well, you know, there's there's no other way to to do this other than then go directly to the brain or whatever um and then it was just like you know when she's like she's like i'm about to go tell joe he's like oh what do you mean about tell joe <laughs> and don't, don't say nothing to joe so i i don't know if that was just kind of like all last minute like if she didn't say anything then then that would have never happened maybe but you're right if, if there was a discussion beforehand if, if they knew the risk then maybe that would have been a different a different uh outcome one of my coworkers, um, who I don't know if he finished watching a playthrough of the first game, I don't believe he's played it, but he was familiar with the story. He and I were chatting about it, and he said the first time he saw the game's end, 
he was totally in the same camp as Joel. Like, nope, that's not happening. You know, even though it's a discussion of one life versus many, and then he thought maybe, maybe it's worth it. But then he had an interesting point in that, like, we have no guarantees that the they can actually create a vaccine. They're just hoping. And so it's an interesting moral quandary of like, we're, you know, even the doctor's not positive what he can do with it, right? <laughs> right, right. And that's I why mean, I think it should have been left up to the person that they were about to sacrifice for. Right. I mean, and, and and then on top of that, you could have just, if you really had the time, you could have gave her like a couple years or wait till something else happened and then right. just, you know, organ, uh, organ donor card. Or if you catch her dead somewhere, just hand her over to the fireflies. They'll create a vaccine. You could still let her live a decent life, even though those in those times it's not really decent. But so yeah, I mean, in many ways, I mean, as it's very clear from this discussion, in many ways, the second game is the the direct repercussion of that final segment of the Last of Us Part One, which right. makes sense. Um, Terrell and Warren, would you? Which one of you guys want to talk next? Kind of take it. Cool. Yeah. I wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly think I like this one more than the first one. And, like, while I enjoyed the first one, and, like, I feel like when they make these games, they're like, how can we make the person playing behind, sitting behind a controller feel like they've invested into their, they've invested good time into what they were playing? Because, like you guys have already said, going through the whole first one you're using joel and ellie and like you're building that relationship but um as you play the second one i feel like without there being a child there like while ellie did face very adult situations younger her being older i feel like changed the playing field like Mm -hmm. you don't have the moments where joel is like no i won't give you a gun because you're a kid like it's a lot more Oh, you know how to shoot. Here, take this gun. Hey, we're going to go do this. Hey, we're going to go do that. And the kid you meet, Lev, later in the games, using a bow from the get-go. He, so. Right, right. He already knows how to shoot. So it ain't like somebody's like, hey, no, stop. Like, stand back. Like, I'm glad there's no babysitting in this game. Even though it's not babysitting in the sense of Resident Evil 4. And those, <laughs> of, who, those of you who know, know what I'm talking about. Leon! <laughs> but... As far as story goes, like I, I, like the big twist in the game really like sold me on it. Like I, I wholeheartedly, like I hated it, but then after I beat it and sat for like a week, I like just came to terms with it. Like it was a lot of like internal debate of like how I really felt, and I was like, no, no, I, I, I like the direction they went with it. Uh, the the twist play- is really, really compelling. It's yeah. just, I've never seen anything do that. <laughs> I can see a lot of people just being like, you know what, after this game, because my feelings are hurt at that point. Yeah. <laughs> Which I feel like is really good storytelling when you can do that. When you care so much, right, that, yep. Yeah. It sort of reminds me of Gurren Lagann, right around episode oh, exactly. 11. <laughs> yep. It is exactly that choice. <laughs> it, it felt like, oh, he's going to come back. Yeah, he's, he's going to... It's like you get like three later. episodes for the end. Like, wait a minute, <laughs> they're older now. I don't think this is gonna happen. <laughs> but yeah, uh, story I really enjoyed. Gameplay I definitely enjoyed way more than the first one. Like being able to, like, I, one no shivs <laughs> changed the game tremendously. Yes. 
being <laughs> you get them with your second character, but not yeah. with Ellie. Yeah. Yeah. But starting out the game and I being being able to sneak up on clickers was like, oh yes. Bloaters are more terrifying in this game. Mm-hmm. Um the way the human enemies you run into react differently to what you do. The humans were so much harder to fight. Yeah. Like every time it was oh infected, I was like, I got this. This will be easy. Like yeah. I was barely using ammo. Then it's humans. I'm like, fuck, I'm dying every the second. Yeah, I was definitely smarter. And it was, and, and the part that got me wasn't the wolf that was getting on my nerves with uh with them either. Yeah, it was it was the gameplay had me take a very Metal Gear Solid approach to, like, combat. Like, I was a lot of times with me just being like, well, they saw me shoot, so let me dive into this grass over here and kind of crawl all the way over to get away and get around. Or, like, I'll throw a bottle, or I'll shoot on purpose so that they come over there, and then I'll run and sneak around and then go through the door I need to go through to keep going on with the game. Like, there was a lot of times, at least until I got more abilities, at the beginning of that game where I was just like, I can't fight these guys. I'm running. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there were times where I just sat there thinking, oh, my gosh, they're going to see me because she gives you that mean indicator. And she's like, if I sit and they'll just walk by, I was like, if I had jumped up because they were getting too close, I might have ruined the whole thing and I'd have to start over. It's a couple exactly. times where I just let myself die just because I was like, Bill, I messed up. <laughs> it's like They caught me. I clicked restart encounter many times. I had I had a harder time in this one. In the first one, I there's many encounters I remember, like partly killing stuff and then just escaping. This one I don't I think I only managed to do it like twice. Um because the AI is so much smarter. Even though you have more stealth options, the dogs really make that sneaking around hard. And then the AI is coming from multiple directions, which so like, I'd be like, all right, I'm good. I pass those. And then there's like a person right in front of you. You're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> right. And then it'd be small stuff like trying to use the uh, infected against the humans, which mm-hmm. I have never, I've done maybe once or twice, but never could fully, fully utilize that as often as I should. I definitely did it when you get to the compound. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's pretty much my take on it. I I, I enjoyed it, it more than I definitely enjoyed it more than the first one. Like, yeah, it it's dark. It is not in any like if you're looking for a happy go lucky story, this ain't it, Jack. Even compared <laughs> to the first game, which was pretty dark, this one makes the first game look light. Like, right? Because the first game mixes those dark moments with like. Moments like where you see the giraffes, you know, moments where Ellie has the porn mag from the one guy in the one town, you know, different <laughs> things like that, where it makes you laugh. This game has like two moments like those. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Which makes sense because what's going with what's going on, you're not going to pause and laugh in, at the discovery of things as a character. Terrell, yeah, they what got a- all the laughs out early in that one. Yeah. <laughs> Terrell, what about you? Um, so it's, it's a, it's a split this decision for me, right? I, I have no, I have no person, I have no, the scales don't tip either way for, for either game. I, they're all kind of, kind of balanced for me. Um, even though, of course you said like the, the second game, of course the, the, the gameplay is, you know, they add a little bit more stuff to it, the customization of the weapons. Um, but we're, we're, we're more so talking about what the, the story, right? Um, so I, I've had multiple discussions about the game this week. Uh, last week and you know uh, one of the big things is you know we've talked about is that 
the second game has almost no levity compared to the first one. Mm-hmm. There's no, that's no, ha 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 ha. <laughs> you might, you might get it like, you know, every, like once or twice at the beginning of the game. But after that, like that, that's it. Like there's, there's no more jokes. The second half with the uh, aquarium. Right. Is another, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's not just, much though. And it, it literally, it literally becomes a game where like, man, like, like it's even more than that. Cause you get the museum, you get the aquarium. Right. The, the flashbacks. A, yeah. Ellie playing guitar. Ellie playing guitar is kind of sad, except for the the one moment with Dina. <laughs> <laughs> True, um, but the you know I almost feel like the the first one is a little bit more on rails compared to the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a kind of direct start to finish. Like, okay, this is this is you know you you know where the the finish line is. With the first one, whereas though, like you just the, the, the ending for that second one, feel like it's it's never coming. Like it's always something about to happen around the corner, like mm-hmm. every five minutes, and you just like, man, I it's I a don't tense want, game, right? Like every time, I don't want to keep playing because you know somebody's gonna die that I like, or so, I just, I don't know, like something's gonna happen. It, it started to get real Tomb Raider, <laughs> like it was something like every second, like. Um, you know, this is not a spoiler, but it's like one particular part of the game where you just, you know, you sneak into one of like the apartment building to to go customize your weapons, and the uh-huh. dude comes snatch you up. Yeah, yep. I, thought that was, I thought that was slick though. I didn't see it coming. Yep. I saw it coming because when you walk in that building, the bottles freaking rattle, and I was like, ah, oh, <laughs> like it's somebody in here, and like I looked all over the place before I touched that workbench, and I, I did. did not. I did it too. I did not check that room, and I was like, oh. I think like, that room was locked. Maybe that's what it was, and I was because like, I remember oh, well. I check I, I, as a habit when I go in any building, I check for that door. I check that door everywhere. was initially locked. That door was initially locked. Okay, um, but like, but like Jake said, um, that that this entire game is an ex, um is a result of the ripples of, of the first one, everything that happened, right? Like, you know, this character was affected by this character. So, you know, now now the characters that were affected by said said thing is now, you know, going after each other. And it's an endless cycle um, until, you know, one of them, one of them has to break it. Um, so, go ahead. So my uh, my question to you, because you're talking about how the first one was like or had was a bit more on rails. I was like, yeah, there's a you know, you know where you're going. You're going to right. Seattle. That's, but this that's, one. Yeah, but with this one though, it, you can't be on rails because you're it's uh, you're searching for somebody, right. and you're always following where she's going. You're always those couple like, steps behind. Yep. Yeah, so you, you know you can't be on rails when you don't know where you're going. You're just like, oh, I'm gonna talk to this person. Where is she, where is this? Where is she at? I don't. I last I heard she was here. I'm gonna go to this spot. Where is she at? Well, she ain't here. Well, fine. Next stop, and you know it's it's. You can't and, be and I'm on not rails saying that's if you don't know that. I'm not saying this is necessarily a bad thing, because you no, know, a lot of people are now flipping the script and, and saying they 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 want more of that now, versus the you know a little bit more open. You have more choice to to go where you go, and you know, like you said, it's a it's a a risk reward to to looking around certain areas now, mm-hmm. right? Because I mean, you could you can directly run straight for the finish line at every you know part that you go to, but you will miss out. You'll miss out on a bunch lot of stuff. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, weapons apparently you can miss out on, but apparently they they give it to you at some point in the game anyway. So, because I I thought that the shotgun was like okay, you can only find this at this particular part, <clears throat> which was which was at the bank. Yeah, I got it somewhere completely different. Right. <laughs> so I, I I'm like I said, I'm not saying that's a bad thing because once you get to I mean Seattle is pretty much like like the downtown Seattle part is pretty much like like the only truly open part of the game. 
um, where you, you know you can go from building to building this super big city with your horse. That was an interesting point, though. Um, you know, with the first game, because you have these clear directions, right. um, these sections almost fit into chapters where, like, you're in Boston, you have to fight the whatever the guards are in Boston and then infect in Boston. And then you, you know, travel a little bit and you end up fighting, like, um, the infected to help the one guy with the car shortly outside of Boston. Then you get to another area and you're fighting like survivors that are like cannibals, you know, and then Forget then you finally it. get yeah, <laughs> then you then you finally get to Seattle. And so like because of that though the areas look different and each time this was one of my criticisms for the second game is in the first game, each time I started to feel like a setting was getting a little stale or I wanted to see what something else was like, shortly afterwards I was leaving that area. Whereas in the first in this game, the second one, you're in Seattle the whole time. Right. Um, the, the beginning of the game, you're around Jackson a little bit, like two hours, literally. Um, but m the entire game is in Seattle, which is both good because you're remembering, you're, you're basically learning different layers of the setting, and they can really flesh it out. But it also means that like you're only fighting wolves, which is one of the human factions, um, Scars or Seraphites, which is another one of the human factions. <laughs> I was about to say that. <laughs> Um, and infect it, which means there isn't like Ellie discovers a decent amount, but not the history. And then your second character, Abby, discovers a lot of that history. And if you're not invested in those two factions, or if you're just kind of like, yeah, I feel neutral on them, you're going to get bored of them really fast. Right. And I, I thought that was a really good idea for them to show the round table um, idea from each one. Like, okay, this person, this, this group is doing this because of this, this group mm -hmm. is doing this because of this, you know what I mean? Like every, all three of those different factions had a reason for why they were trying to survive the way they were surviving. So I, I you know, for my own, my only overall issue with the game that I've said was just some of the pacing in the second one. You know what I mean? Like, okay, this this could have been cut a little short mm -hmm. here, but you know, uh, but other than that, I, I honestly thought it was a f it was a fine game. Did did at anyone? Least, no, at, least they did not, uh, at least they did not do the Uncharted Four thing a lot, where like you have somebody else and it's like, hey, we can take this sledge. Oh no, it broke. I'll find right. another way oh, around. My like, oh my gosh! Like, if I have to do this one more time, <laughs> if it wasn't if people were crying about the Batmobile, like Jesus Christ. I, 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 it's, it's, if it wasn't done so, so often in that game, it wouldn't be a big deal. Um, but it, it, it definitely pointed out like every other did, second. Did you guys find the, uh, the palette in the game? Mm -mm. Like, you know, the first game, every time Ellie needs to go across water, you find yeah. the palette and walk around. Oh, yeah. There's a palette in the game, and I was like, I need to get close to it. And when you get close to it and hit a button, like, she comments on it now. I, I laughed. <laughs> I laughed so hard. Like, <laughs> a lot I'm, of callbacks. I'm like, I'm glad she had to say something about that because I said something about it when I saw it. <laughs> Did anyone else feel like the enemies got repetitive? I know Terrell sounds like you. You like the variety in them. There, there were it a lot did. of same facey dudes like the one Asian, the one black, the one you know whatever. It was a good variety though, but. Eh. <laughs> I mean, it only did for the second character, but for obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, with yeah. Ellie, on the other hand, it was a much darker difference between how the wolves fought 
yes. and how the right. and the ser- and the seraphites. And uh, well, one thing I also noticed is when you get to the to the uh, seraphites the first time, the entire um, dynamic changes yes. because. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, you know why you're it was like, who are these random people? Like, the, it felt like the whole uh, tone changed because now I have no idea who these people are, why they're even hunting me, and I'm not even their looking fight for style. So totally different too. Yeah, Extremely. their tactics were. I feel like were worse. <laughs> like inhumane. I, see, I I've had no problems with the seraphites. Like when I was Ellie, I'm like, oh, cool, seraphites can take these out, no problem, because they whistle before they shoot you every time. So I knew where they were around me because they don't stop whistling. And so once I was only hearing one whistle, I'm like, oh, there's one dude left. But with the wolves, like because they only talk every now and then, sometimes I'd be like, I think there's two left, and then I hear, oh, trespasser, and then gun just start firing from behind me. I'm like, son right. of a bitch. <laughs> I, I do think they insert some nice variety in the two main enemy, well, three main enemy groups. I just got tired of learning basic because, like, with Ellie, you pretty much pretty quickly are like, okay, I figure out what the wolves and the Seraphites' back history is, and then the second character, Abby, you basically just have it reinforced. And you're like, I already know all this. You're just giving me different information, saying the same thing. You know, I felt yeah, like I the tone with Abby was that. with the Seraphites, which is very different because. It seemed like a little bit lighter, uh, lighter, even as far as color goes, mm-hmm. um, because it's like, well, you know, this is like I didn't feel the same type of fear as I did with with Abby, as I did with uh, Ellie. When That's I was a fighting. good point. So was, I would I would also like to point out that with with Abby, you get a different enemy type in the Seraphites that you don't get when you're fighting with Ellie. True, and you get the big beefy one. Yeah, like. I feel like Ellie would struggle with them unless she shoots him with a shot. Struggle is an understatement. Because Abby's built like She-Hulk. <laughs> and I, I, can I comment on how much I actually like that? That she is yep. not just like regular woman in dystopian mm-hmm. world. Like she has access to a gym knowing she right. has to fight things. So she's physically fit to handle these situations. Built like an ox, the game mentions. And, exactly. Yep. She's a soldier through and through. Yo, Habby's like, I need to go back to the gym. (laughs) So, I mean, that was one complaint I had for the second game. And the main, the biggest complaint I have, and granted, I like this game a lot. I played it in two weeks, which is the quickest I've beaten a game for a while, um, other than, like, Total War. Um, Was, so in the first, (laughs) yeah, my favorite game. Um, In the first game, you're with Joel and Ellie, and there's a lot of fun dialogue interplay. So, like, even, like, if you're as Joel, even in tense combat situations, if Joel, like, just completely smashes someone's head apart, right. Ellie always is like, jeez, Joel! You know, which <laughs> inserts, you know, they're they're talking back and forth even while they're sneaking. She's commenting on stuff, asking questions, because he grew up pre-infection, she didn't. In this game, there's a lot of moments where you're just Ellie or just Abby, and I felt like losing that character interplay made those sections feel longer. But the second, like with Abby, the second I had Lev, or um, what's her roommate's name? Um, uh, my, my, oh my goodness, it's in my tongue. Who are we talking about? The, uh, Abby's roommate. The, the Hispanic guy. Um, oh man, I cannot think of Manny? his name. Manny. Yeah, Manny. Yep. Manny. So when you're with Abby and you've got like Manny and even Lev, I really like Lev. Or when you're with Ellie and you've got Dina or Jesse, suddenly those moments don't feel as stretched out because they have some interplay. But when it's just you, it's just, and maybe the game's doing that on purpose, but I felt like it made those sections feel long. 
Yeah, I right. think they. I think those moments were definitely on purpose. You no, yeah, it's it definitely purpose. On the on some of those times where you go off by yourself, it is like the character defining moments mm-hmm. of those characters. True. Like the not to get into specifics, but there's a spot where Ellie breaks off for one of the, one of her companions, mm-hmm. and it's like, are you really going to go do this? Like, yeah. you just said ten minutes ago that you're going to do something different, and I think that. I think that's why they give you that that those uh, solitary moments of you just being like, well, I got to deal with this situation that she's put herself in. So here we go. They do drag a little bit, though. I'm yeah. not going <laughs> to. I, I think it dramatically it works, but they each of those sections when you're by themselves go on just like just 10 or 20 percent too long. If you just cut it by like just that that hair right around you're like when do i meet up with this person you know you should be thinking you should be right around the corner and realistically you have one more combat encounter or two more combat encounters before it happens i mean if that's in that regard you kind of do that to yourself you could just run to the next spot right but you don't know where these, right where those exits are when you're in your first playthrough you, you you don't know if going straight forward is the right way going to the left the right you know you don't exactly know where to go it's not like you have a map right there that says this is the x like and the, yeah, but with that regard, that's exactly how that character is feeling at the sa- at the same time. They right, don't yeah, know either. Said it's yeah. done on purpose. Uh, whereas though, like when you play with Abby, when I played with Abby, I was capping everybody. Like mm-hmm. I, I, like I was. Well, I, it's, it's almost done on purpose, especially because I played on like the normal difficulty. So same. I walk, I walk in the room. There was plenty of ammo to go around. I'm like, okay, I'm using this. Yep. So whereas though, I, pl- I play more cautiously with with. Um, Ellie was more Ellie, stealth. Ellie, yeah. yeah, I play I play a little bit more stealthy with her. Um, and then like I said, just go balls to the wall with Abby because she has like a whole, you know, like you said, uh, a gamma radiation, you know, knockout punch. <laughs> so <laughs> Yo, you feel every single one of them punches like Dang! Yep. Mm-hmm. Straight crunch crunching these infected necks. <laughs> what would we say like favorite weapon? Or weapons because you use two characters. Um, where I'll go first because I didn't post this to you guys ahead of time. Uh, with with Ellie, I really loved using the bow um, specifically because she can craft arrows, which I miss so much in the first game. Because I'm like, how am I not able to craft these? I can craft the right. bomb, but I can't craft the bow, like an, an arrow. Um, and you get exploding arrows, which I accidentally used the first time, and I texted the group chat because like accidentally used an exploding arrow instead of a regular one. Did not know it'd be that big of an explosion. Yeah, definitely um, blew a couple dogs up, bro. Yeah, it did. <laughs> so what I is really, wrong with you guys? <laughs> I really enjoyed that. And then with Abby, um, the hunting pistol was so much. Every shot with that, that was like I I'm taking like someone out. Yo, you yeah, know? I was dismembering a body part every time it hit. When, when I got surrounded by scars, I was like hunting pistols out, and I felt like like I had like a slow six shooter. I was like, oh, person, cow, person, cow. Just I didn't even put the scope on it. Like it does not need the scope. You hit anywhere on someone, that hunting pistol kills them. I loved it. It definitely was a one hitter quitter. It takes forever to reload afterwards. Maybe because but... I didn't have the, the upgrades I needed for at the time. I feel like I, it was it was trash when I was using it. I don't know. First upgrade I got with every gun is power. Yep, <laughs> I got sights. I was trying yeah, to get sway scopes. down. What What about you guys? Favorite weapons? Apparently, Terrell can't aim, so he didn't like the. Hunting oh, I, I got that. I got the <laughs> I got the aim down pack like midway through the game. Um, but I would definitely yeah. Say, you get all the stability boost. Right. So cross, <laughs> once my gun was fully upgraded, I could handle it. <laughs> cross, 
crossbow with Abby for me, and you didn't get it till late, but like the the assault rifle uh, for, yep, for yep. Ellie. So I, I hope like I hope you get that on New Game Plus. The crossbow, I I wanted to like it, but it because it's more accurate, it, it's and more accurate. But it takes longer to reload. So, like, if the person moves suddenly and it was an arm hit, I couldn't rapid fire it like a bow and arrow. So I actually texted Eric and I was like, I prefer the bow and arrow. Give me the bow and arrow, bro. Those people randomly stop and talk to other people so much that it was easy to take a a headshot. (laughs) Like, I I had a little bit of trouble. I preferred the bow and arrow. Hey, Frank, what's going on? (laughs) I didn't want to shoot it if they were stopping and talking next to someone. (laughs) (laughs) Charles Savage. So for me, Ellie would have to be the smoke slash flashbang because that is the only way I got through a lot of those sections was to chuck that and then just run up and just shake everybody and get out of there. I love that, man. <laughs> I love that crack a bottle, run up on them, stab them in the neck. Well, that specifically, was not the first one. specifically with the smoke and flash, like it's an instant kill as soon as you get to them. So there's no mass square until you can drop him it was like all right i can take him out i can grab him sit in the smoke and shoot these next guys coming up without them really seeing me in the smoke like it gives you that moment of air to really like take on a set group of enemies uh abby was just punching people (laughs) (laughs) like yeah i I guess i always ended up going to old faithful shotgun when i needed to but for the most part shotgun was love bro yes (laughs) clutch (laughs) please group up please group up on me but for the most part i was sneaking up on them i'd grab one i'd crack them with a bottle run up punch them i'll put the the one i love that you could put silencers on the regular pistols on this game Mm -hmm. i'd hit them with a uh, hit them with that but if I if I caught him slipping, I, I was definitely giving him the mitt. Be landing in the grass like snake straight. <laughs> Pretty much, especially when you get the upgrade for the quick takedowns. That's mm-hmm. all I was doing. I it, it was for Abby was not Abby for Ellie was the bow and arrow. I I can't help it. Once I got it, I just defaulted back to that and used it as often as I could. The only time I really used the explosive arrow was facing the um. The overgrown infected because I, I ran out of ammo. I was like, well, let's see what this does. Boom! Oh! <laughs> You're dead. Other than that, um, Molotovs. Almost oh, yes. yeah. Yes. Molotovs, so good. I feel like I didn't use Molotovs way nearly as much as I did in the, the first one. That's how I got through so many of the infected areas with Ellie. I'd be like, oh, I've got three Molotovs, and there's what are those acid infected called? Um, Bloat? Not bloaters. Chokers, I don't know, whatever. Shamblers, shamblers, yeah. I'd be like, oh, there's some shamblers there. Throw a regular bottle, shamblers, and you know, the clickers go there. I'm like, Molotov, Molotov, Molotov. All right, that took care of that. <laughs> I wasn't ruthless though, I didn't use Molotovs on dogs though. Oh, I definitely did. <laughs> don't stand, don't stand close to your master because I'm tossing it. Oh, uh, no, I personally like if, if you if I see one follow me, trap mine all day. Oh, dang, I would do that. But other than that, I pur- I think one time I purposely killed I killed one the, the dog handler. The dog ran and got the second person. He came back, killed him, and the dog was just walking around. I was like, what do I do now? What do I do now? <laughs> <laughs> it looked so good. Everybody else was gone, so it couldn't grab anybody else. It was so funny to me. Don't follow me. <laughs> Don't follow me. 
So, are we ready to move into... Well, actually, first, I pulled up... I thought this would be fun. I pulled up a couple of reviews um, that are just online. Ooh. I want to read them, Ooh. and we I'm can... Wait for this. We can give some <laughs> reaction to them. We're, real quick, before we jump into that, I yeah. want to give a kudos to Naughty Dog on the accessibility options they give in the game. Oh, yes, that's a good point. Because while I didn't... While I didn't... Uh, even notice them until the end of the game like i got beat it of course i'm looking at stuff online and i saw a post that was a guy that was blind and he was like thanks to naughty dog for me actually being able to get out get through this game with no visual assistance from like anybody else like i can actually get through this whole game by myself completely blind which is like i was like what like how is that possible and like you look at those accessibility options and they thought of everything Yep, I it's it's like, something that um I've noticed uh, like we all are familiar with the like the button click fast to get through like cutscene kind of things and I think the accessibility changes from clicking fast to holding down so if you have like cerebral palsy you can actually do it which is really cool. That's what's up. Yeah, yeah, that's I, a really good point, Warren. Yeah, yeah, I just want to point that out that that's that's really good. From a designer's point of view, that is really good design. Nobody wants to talk about that though. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to start off by saying I'm not reading a single negative review that talks about agenda pushing, destroying our hobby, etc. Because if playing a female character that happens to be gay or anything like that destroys your experience, you can get fucked. Stop listening to my show. So that's what I'm going to say right now. Fair. Same here. <laughs> um, so here are some actual legitimate you know, reviews. Um... So this one says, this is a good game. It takes many risks. And while the gameplay is smooth and the technical aspect top notch and the story actually deep, I don't really care or like the new characters. And the pacing of the story is weird and slow. And there are way too many unnecessary flashbacks. And he gave it a 7 out of 10. What do we think? I wouldn't say the flashbacks were unnecessary. I was about to say, those flashbacks kept you sane. Because it was like, here's some human moments. Could have been cut a little bit, but... I don't want to say this, sir. There weren't that many flashbacks, though. It was like what two? Ellie, I think. I think two per character. Ellie had the longer ones. Yes. Though. Ellie's are important because you're, it's rem- I, it's almost cruel because it's reminding you how good life was with Joel. <laughs> it also like fills in the gaps between mm-hmm. like the four years. Of course, the game ends with a flashback too. Almost. It was a really good flashback. <laughs> yeah, yes. really good flashback. <clears throat> I kept thinking, do I need to watch the trailer because it keeps referencing something that happens at the beginning of the game, but I didn't see it. And I was like, did I miss this? And then it's at the end of the game. That flashback pretty much puts you in the mindset of the the fuel of why Ellie is doing what she's doing. Mm -hmm. I I will say there is some space for criticism about not feeling the new characters. I wouldn't agree, but because you switch between protagonists the cast of the game switches halfway through, so you're essentially only with the certain cast members for half the game. So there is some room to say you don't get the same amount of growth time. I love Dina. I thought she was awesome. Yeah, she was awesome, man. She was she was ride or die, man. Like I, I, I thought every character in that game, even even the ones that had their moment, had had some character growth. Mm -hmm. I mean, or had character moments. Like you said, we were just talking about Manny. Um, you know, he had his he had his moments up until he didn't. But right. Um, I, well, I, every, everybody felt great, man. Everybody felt real. The voice actor Dina, did a really Dina good job. felt like what I imagine Ellie would be like if, you know, what happens at the beginning of the game doesn't yeah, happen D- to her. Yeah, Dina was young Ellie with Joel. Right. You know what I mean? So, 
but sexy young Allie, which right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and I really loved um, Owen on yeah. the Abbey side. Owen was the Owen, chillest oh, yeah. bra. <laughs> Owen was shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I, I enjoyed Lev, though not as much as Owen. I, I wish I wish they would have gave Owen more of a uh, kind of like a a fighter a fighter die moment in the game, kind of see you know a little bit more of what he could do. <clears throat> but he, you could tell he was he was a little bit checked out after they kind of he announced the whole thing with his girl. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, in the beginning of the game, he was like, "I am done." <laughs> right, reasonably so. Right, he's like, "I don't want to do this anymore." <laughs> Pretty much, very very beginning of the game, like and it, right, I think it, I'm done. And it sucks because, like, knowing what you know going towards the end of that game, he was going to be done either way. So, yeah. Like, yep. Yep. One so of the. Yep, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So it's kind of like, I was like, it, it was kind of a benefit of what happened because that, that, the way that game at the end, I was like, mm. I was, I think I was like, could you imagine if they had all actually went down there? No, it would have been Owen and Westerface. That that would have mm-hmm. been even worse. Mm-hmm. But no, I think that's I think that's a legit criticism, man. It wasn't nothing like out of pocket, you know what I mean? Like it focused on the game, the gameplay, stuff like that. But uh, the the character thing, I don't think was was on point though. Um, here's a another one. This one mentions that the core theme of the game is talking about how violence begets violence, and that is the only theme in the game. And basically every single letter you find, even if it's not related to the main three groups we mentioned, gives evidence that violence begets violence, and it just sort of hammers that home repeatedly without having anything else. And this was something I sort of felt, even though I di- it didn't bug me that much, but it sort of felt like after a while... Once you read a note, you kind of were like, okay, well, how is this person going to mention how something fucked them over? Right. I did not. I read one where there were just two neighbors kindly trading um, items with each other and making sandwiches. Isn't that yeah. the one that then ends with another group breaking with, with um, someone shooting one of them on the roof and them saying, fuck it, and like saying they're going to go out and gun the rest of the people for killing their husband now? Possibly, I don't recall. Because <laughs> I'm it was sure that, that one. one when you flip that one. Yeah. <laughs> what was the What was the one where you find the one group that were both dead that had left the town and they never got that far, and the dude wife guy got infected and he had to shoot her, and then oh yeah, and he up. couldn't shoot himself. Yeah, right. those were the teens early on. Yeah, with the flashback with Joel. Right. Yeah. I'm... <sighs> what, what was that? Yeah, what was I gonna say? Shoot, I lost my thought. Keep going. I I think the most messed up one I remember for like the side stuff that you may miss is you're in Seattle and it's the groups that were in existence pre wolves and scars taking over and they're pissed off at the wolves and so they start resisting and it turns out one of the guys got turned in and so he gets he he locks his neighbors who betrayed him in a garage with an affected and leaves them to die as infected. And so you open up this garage <laughs> and oh, there's yeah. like six infected. And I remember not finding the note first. I'm like, why are there like six infected in this garage? Yeah, I saw that and I put bombs all around that area. I was like smart. I was like, there's nothing good coming. Like I've seen it enough. Like I know there's a good item in there, but I need to be prepared. Trusty old shotgun did it for me. I was like, yeah. <laughs> 
But um, as far as violence begets violence, I wouldn't necessarily say that is true for the whole game. Because... it's I mean, some of it's about trying to break that. It's about guilt. Well, even like this... Yeah, yeah. The redemption part of the game is like, hey, I've done this stuff. Like, I've clearly almost died because of it. All right, now I can make this right. And let me just do something for me. And I think that's a big thing in like this world where you rely on these groups of people to get things done. Like defining who your family is and who you actually trust is kind of a big deal in this environment. Like Jackson, like, of course they're a big family there, but when you're living in a place where there's two groups of people going at each other's throats Mm -hmm. and you both get pointed towards a common goal, like kind of forgetting that you guys have different backgrounds and actually working together to achieve something, I feel like is a much bigger deal than just being like, Oh, I'm angry. One of one of my favorite moments in the game when you're playing as Abby and her people basically turn on her and the one of the characters, Lev's sister, ends up getting pulled into the conflict and then Lev, as you're like shooting these wolves, says, you know, aren't those your people? And she says, You're my people now and I was like, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the parts like that Dang. just like it kinda just it hits me right there. You, yeah. You, you know where I'm pointing at. Um, I thought that was pretty powerful. It was no loyalty, man, that group. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, like, you sort of, like, the wolves, I mean, both groups are not good people, but they're also not purposely bad. It's not like the cannibals where you're like, you guys are just horrible people. It's just groups of people trying to survive. I don't remember that. (laughs) Remember when Ellie's in the winter? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were cutting up body parts and eating them. And the one guy got super rapey. Right. I don't know if that's considered bad. I mean, I mean, they were ambushing people and eating them, bro. I mean, but they were also ambushing people to take uh, weapons and their shoes and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, it, it's you hear really... this guy endorsing cannibals. <laughs> there was a deer in that town. <laughs> it wasn't Eric. that bad. Like, it was like... in that town. I mean, it, again, this is also a world where you know you got infected all over the place. And most of the population's dead, and you gonna do what you gotta do to survive. Like yo, you, yo, yo, has some butters. I needed those. You didn't play the second <laughs> game, Eric, because the second game talks all about how if you do what you gotta do to survive, you're gonna be a fucked up person and not right. happy. I'm just saying. I mean, who who in that who in that game isn't a fucked up person now? Dina. Yeah, she she's the only one that was like, yeah, I'm Owen, done. I'm Owen done. realized <laughs> Owen realized he was he was going down a dark path and was trying to pull out, but that my man my man crashed and burned. He was he was <laughs> trying to eat his cake and have it too. Like he was like, oh, so we, are we, we can all go. Are we clear for spoilers now? <laughs> I don't think yeah. we ever gave the Yeah, let's uh hey. let's, <laughs> let's jump into we're gonna so we're going to spoilers. We're still not going to try to explicitly break down everything but it's going to be spoilers territory we're going to be discussing what we like this is primarily going to be you know discussing the plot because i think that's the biggest component of this game um but yeah spoilers territory so if you do not want to hear spoilers even though we probably got a couple in there before yeah yeah a couple snuck in but whatever (laughs) deal with it um and turn off the podcast now all right spoilers let's go so I, the biggest one is the one we have to discuss first is the, the reason re- for all the neo-Nazi hate. In the <clears throat> middle of the game, you switch over to playing as Abby. 
um, who is the character that you've been spending the whole first half of the game as Ellie trying to track down and kill because she killed Joel. What did we think about this? Because initially when this happened, I was like, man, I don't want to play as her. Like, And then I, she grew on me. I thought they were going to do a thing at first uh, where it was going to be like a multi-character kind of playthrough. Um, mm-hmm. and not because I, of course, you'd have no freaking clue who she is. I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> right? But you know, as you get closer and closer, it becomes more obvious what she's there for. So, I mean, as soon as they popped up on screen and they were like, we need to go in that town to see if he's in there, I'm like, they're well, up I control. know what they're here for. <laughs> I said, I know what they're here for. Like, it's the first thing you like, it's a whole group of people, somebody's gonna come eventually. I'm like, it's gonna happen. <laughs> I didn't, I took it, took me a while to realize who you know the of who of who that group was and who they were who they were there for it wasn't like i had an idea but i didn't want to just put it all in that box and say that's you didn't want to assume right well then after you get to that point they're like oh they had wolves on their jacket so they're wolves and then it's like wait what did wolves like that kind of throws you off the scent a little bit like Mm -hmm. i see what you did there they mention wolves at all in the first game no No. because they're not a group oh So what what did we think though once you played the full whole first half, you've experienced the game with Ellie, with Dina, you have a shocking, you know, midway point where Jesse just gets done dirty. Um <laughs> <laughs> and now you have to play as Abby rewinding to day one in Seattle. Oh, I was upset. <laughs> yeah. Same. Like, I'm, like, not, I'm not I'm not gonna hide that fact how, that I was How are like, you gonna leave me hanging there? <laughs> I'm like I just had a raging like I need to go and destroy this girl to oh hey, by the way, you gotta use her now. Mm-hmm. And I was as, I'm sorry, Warren. And as soon as they said that, like my mind immediately went to when they were like, Hey, she went off to this island, she's probably dead and I was like Oh snap! I gotta play back up to that island. Whatever it was on that island, I'm gonna have to see because <laughs> Ellie did not see that island, and I was like, right. "Well, I guess I'm in for it." And I, of course, it made me feel bad as soon as you start because the first dog you come in contact with, they're like, "Oh, hey, it's Bear. You can play catch with him." And I clearly remember at the hospital, <laughs> me throwing a bear. Molotov yep. at that dog. <laughs> well, and, and then- hearing somebody go, "Oh no, Bear!" <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh and man, you kill her dog Alice too, yeah. And but... Alice is a big part of that, like that, <laughs> right? You didn't even know that dog was faceless until they had that entire scene. Um, oh, I knew it was gonna be a like, it, considering as soon as they switched over, I was like, I'm about to meet that dog that I stabbed mm-hmm. in the face. And I... <laughs> I mean, it was a bold choice, right? Like, I don't think I've yeah. ever played a game. Yeah where it makes you play as the characters that you've been hunting down the whole Warren, first half. Warren knows how I, I feel about that too, man. Like I, I, He hates it. He he absolutely hates a redemption story. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I thought, it, like you said, it was a bold move for them to do that, especially after, you know, being in your feelings the first two, three hours of the game and, and dealing with that. And then for them Long to... For them yeah, to, I was going to say, it's like 10 hours of your ass, Ellie. <laughs> to, to make this demon you know, human, you know, and give, and give her feelings was just like, don't, don't do this. <laughs> like it, it also creates, I think dramatically amazing moments in the game though, where like, as you're playing as Abby, you know, you're going to catch up to Ellie and like, she pulls her gun out right when she finds out where Ellie's at. And she's like, it's going down. I'm like, no. And like, 
she guns down stuff, and then you and Ellie end up fighting in like later in that scene. And I kept putting my controller down because like I don't want to kill Ellie. <laughs> like, oh, as soon as that fight started, I was like, maybe if I just maybe it's one of those games where if I just let her die, the ending mm-hmm. will like pop up and be like, well, this is the ending you chose. Yep. You let her die, and it was like, nah, buddy. Yep. Jess kept asking me why I was letting my character die, and I was like, I don't want to kill one of my favorite video game characters. <laughs> I have to admit, like, first I thought that when we switched to Abby, like, oh, it'd be like how it was at the beginning of the game where you play for for a short amount of time and then go back. I'm like, and I was looking, I was like, wait a minute. When it's a day one, I was like, uh. (laughs) I wasn't, you know, that part, it wasn't until I looked at the customization menu, what I can build. I was like, wait a minute. There's a, I'm going to have to play as her. I wasn't ready to commit to that I that do, far into I do, it. Like I said, I, I I do like that they didn't just just toss the same shit, you know, over Abby. It was it was just different. It was different weapons, different play style, everything. I'm I'm glad they wasn't like oh, you know, Abby also has a pocket knife. Oh, right. And like I, I thought that was really really cool because I I did like the um the little uh, gun they were giving out, like the little assault rifles they were giving out for Abby. Yeah, because um, I was definitely using that. <laughs> Which just makes sense because he worked for a militia. Right, right. right. So she's going to have better weapons. She's going to have actual grenades. Like, whereas, whereas though, like she's not making everything out of Clorox bleach and, and like some, you know, some fucking MacGyver. Yeah, like, <laughs> like you know, whereas though the Jackson people were more so scavengers. They they don't they don't have the you know the, the artillery. It's wild for west, that stuff. right? Yeah, yeah. Right, right. But it just sucks to the point, yo. Like, you know, you're just a regular dude walking around. You're just doing your job, and you gotta get shot in the head for it, yo. You you know, you <laughs> haven't even killed anybody before. Like, just the, just be- just because you're in the way. Like, come on, man. The end of the game, where you know you think that Ellie has learned her lesson, she ends up <laughs> back at Jackson, That's... and and then she goes back out after Abby. I was like, "What the fuck are you doing, Ellie?" I was like, "No, <laughs> I'm done. I'm not doing this shit I, again." I, I was after that whole fight with Ellie and Abby. I was like, "You literally made it out. She saved your life twice, and you really yep. gonna go back after her again?" Yeah, it's her, her, all. She beat I'm, your I'm, ass. I'm just saying. The second time she beat your ass, she literally beat your entire you. You. She beat you with no weapons. You had no. everything, and she beat you with these hands. Yo, you know, she definitely had zero weapons in that fight, and Ellie yeah. pulled out shotguns, rifles, machetes, bombs. Like, <laughs> yo, come on. Now, do you think? Do you think? Do you think that if the if Ellie wasn't held down and and was what's name was like tortured in front of her, and she explained to her why she did it? It would have been a different conversation. It would have been done. Nope. Dinner. Nope. I don't think so because because we, she knew what Joel we, did. I was about to say we learned by that point that she already knew what Joel did. Right. Well, she did, well she we didn't know, that was know when father. it was hap- We didn't know yeah. when it was happening, but it, later in the game, us having a knowledge that. I mean, and that's the big yeah. theme of the game, right? Everybody has good reasons to be an asshole, but if everybody's being an asshole, there's no end of you being a dick. <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> except for Owen. That dude was just like, I, I just want to chill he's like why are we doing this let's go find the fireflies and she's like there ain't no more fireflies and it's like should have listened to owen bro i just i should have just kept cheating on my wife (laughs) (laughs) it was definitely like can we talk talk? he clearly wasn't into her he was clearly into abby but he's got right i felt so bad for that girl mel is pregnant i mean yeah owen's been like 
trying for Abby the whole time, and Abby's like, revenge, 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 revenge the whole time. He's like, you know what? I'm going to go talk to somebody who's not all about revenge. When when Mel goes off on Abby and says, you know, you're a terrible person. Like, you know, <laughs> you've always been a piece of shit. You always will be. You ain't coming with us. I was like, damn, for real, though. <laughs> Can I mention that I never liked her? No. From, like, yeah. day one, Seattle, like, <laughs> I was not Ooh, a Mel Abby. Mel. Yeah, I agree. Mel, Mel is not like, a... But that moment with Mel, though, I was like, hmm. Let me let me. Uh, her decision to go out into a gunfight while pregnant was just ridiculous. Like, yeah. she's like, "Oh, I got shot in the shoulder. I'm cool." Wait, she <laughs> like, wasn't planning on doing that though. It was supposed to be like a quick trip, right? It's yeah, true, true. Like they, like it's from from what seemed like from point A to point B should have taken no more than five minutes. Quick in and out, and then they've been out the gate for all of thirty seconds. And I'm like, oh, it's going down. <laughs> Yeah, that whistle that whistle started popping up in my sleep. I, I do like that. <laughs> I do like the scene where like the um the wolves come and help you out and they just spray every single person, every single seraphite that was right there. It <laughs> like, was lovely. It's like, oh man, the I'm wolf done. leader seemed like an asshole. Uh Isaac. Right. Well, I guess we'll never know. Lev keeps asking, <laughs> you know, is it true Isaac tortures people? And Abby keeps changing the subject. Let's not talk about this. Have you tortured people? I don't want to talk about this, Lev. <laughs> <laughs> Which means she's clearly had. Oh, we know right. she has. We saw her torture people. <laughs> she beat the hell out of Joel. I was I was a little irritated about the whole travel across the map for some supplies for a girl that was going to die anyway. Um, you know, you say you save her arm, do all that. Then it she gets makes it makes sense though because it makes that like that moment punch even harder because you went to all this effort for her and you think right. she's good, right. and then it's like. Bam! And I'm like, fuck. I also think that was more of a learning moment for Lev. Because mm-hmm. it was like, hey, you maybe should have not have done that. <laughs> well, and that, you know, and Lev had to kill his mom, which was fucking nuts. Well, yeah. well, that was, he also said that was a complete mistake. Like, he right. pushed her and she fell and hit her head. So, like, he Still. didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> but, yeah, he did kill his mother. Like, oops. That's gonna be haunting dreams right there. <laughs> like, I mean, his mother was definitely about to turn him in and let him get killed anyway. So that's true. Yeah. So one thing I really loved that this game did, and it's probably one of the things that catches it quite a lot of you know feedback of negativity from the gaming community, unfortunately, is that it does such a good job creating a diverse character set. We don't just have you know your straight white people. <laughs> you know, like That's I not mean, how the world looks, people. Right. I can agree, and it's also like a lot of male-female interactions throughout the game in general. Because I think in the first one, like, do you even fight any female like people with guns? I feel like there's a couple in the cannibal group, know, but it might say, only be as Ellie. I was about to say, I know there's a couple as uh, like as clickers, but like as far as like. The militia groups and fireflies like i don't recall they weren't prominent not at all it was like one every no 10, names maybe. <laughs> right but i mean like like dina and ellie's relationship exploring that and seeing that grow in the midst of like ellie clearly going down this downward spiral was really fun and believable um and i like dina's character quite a bit 
and then later on you find out that Leb, the reason why you know he's been essentially what they call them the apostate is because he's identifies as trans and shaved his head because he didn't want to get married off to an old man which is reasonable <laughs> um and and so that was you know another interesting moment that explores the world more without it i feel like pushing something but it also represents like right. the more diverse world we're in there weren't they weren't hitting you over the head with it but i think the mere fact that it was even in the game was what's you know it pissed people off for sure. people like oh, okay it's not like they were talking about it every five seconds it, you know it was it was literally like maybe like a 10 or 20 second conversation like hey you right. want to talk about this it, it's exactly what it, it should be it was a major part of their characters and it you know it was those character traits were used as in story development, but it wasn't all the character was. Yeah, I, I really like how they did that in this, in this game. Like, <laughs> like it was just like, hey, it's a thing. All right, cool. Like even the people, I like I respect how the people reacted in the game to it too. Mm-hmm. Like Abby was just like, all right, whatever. Like, right. It's a normal thing, which is how it should be looked at anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, and Ellie and Dina have their, like, little sex scene, like, early in the game, but you don't really see the sex scene. And then Abby and Owen totally bang, and that's way more graphic. And I was like, dang. <laughs> yep, they I was like, here you go. <laughs> I was like, okay, maybe it's just going to fade it black now. No. Full frontal. What? Oh, this right. is still going. Okay. <laughs> you get to it's... see all the muscles. Take yes. a little sports bro off, girl. but i mean that's something the game did i think really really well in addition to the accessibility thing it just it acknowledged that gaming is more than just straight white dudes right and that you know the world's more than that and i i really liked how it included that but made it part of the character especially for this particular genre i mean this is not like this is like an rpg or you know whatever where you know you just kind of like make up whatever you want it doesn't matter but like you know, like you know, games like they, games that are trying to show and reflect real people, like uh, you know, Last of Us and Tomb Raider, and uh, I'm trying to think of another game, Uncharted. Uh, Uncharted, yeah, th- that diverse as hell. Like you know what I mean? With you know, you know, Nadine, and you know the, the all the the different ethnic groups that are in that game that you have to kill. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's good. I I do yeah, find I the the backlash against Ellie being a lesbian really amusing because like we've known that right for so long like the like dlc seven years. <laughs> right like the first game clearly hints at it and then the dlc just explicitly shows and says it and so clearly people weren't paying attention well they were mad from the trailer they showed because they show one of the trailers was the uh the, the dance, dance right yeah was the dance cutscene, and people were already up in arms after that and it was just like i don't know people were maybe it was a one-time thing (laughs) right but i i will say anybody looking at websites that you know have fan reviews i've noticed like critic scores for this game are like 95 99 and then fans are at like 55 because it's being spammed with people you know just giving like if you read i was skimming through it, it almost every pure negative review is just saying this is propaganda i don't approve of this stuff like that without clearly having played it or cared well what turned me off from user reviews day one of the game being released well day two because i was on day i was on day two playing the game i beat the game in two and a half days i was on <laughs> no less than that but yeah, yeah well, that like, right a, like a day and a half yeah <laughs> okay two two days solid 
<laughs> but uh, he, he's I was uh, I was on my second day playing, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna check the the trophies because if anybody turns on that game, it automatically adds to a percentage on the trophies on the PlayStation. Right. The 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 percentage of people that completed the game, knowing how many people bought the game, was only at like one point two percent. Right. One percent. I'm like, there's no way that many people beat the game to have that many reviews out. So I was like, I'm. I'm not even going to ignore attention. it. Yep. Yeah, because I could. They, they ain't sending out that many review copies. So, <laughs> well, and this was also the the best selling PlayStation Four game of all time. So. Right. I mean, that's. I mean, widely so. I mean, like the hype that was behind it. You know the, you know the pre orders. Every every everything helped. And when that game first came out, they had just they had just had digital pre-orders recorded they didn't even mm-hmm. have like the physical release physical stuff. right yeah so it, i think it sold a little bit over like four mil yeah like four I, million copies? That, that, that sounds about right i mean but that's like you know first week of releases right <laughs> like, right this is and, yeah that's that final fantasy 7 remake numbers like <laughs> <laughs> any any other but, yeah go ahead Warren. i was about to say one thing that that we didn't touch on is how this game I think this is the most terrifying part for me was when you have to walk across that freaking sky bridge. Mm, yes. and, they're, and they're like, hey, it's a sky bridge. Like, okay, how high up are we going? And it's like, just keep going. Like, okay. I'm like, there's no sky bridges going from building to building. And then you get to that crane and I'm like, oh, no, no way in the world you're going to Did you really get halfway through and look right down? Because I definitely got halfway through and looked right down. Well, that's one thing. Going back to design, you can tell what my background is. Going back to design, I like how if you as a person playing with Abby looks down, she starts to visibly like freak out and start mm-hmm. to shake. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, no, 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 no. Like it really brings that fear of like having a fear. of how, Like I... I can deal with heights, but if I was that high up, I would have died. I purposely jumped off to see what happened. I didn't purposely do it. I did it by complete accident. <laughs> <laughs> there was a couple of times where it was like really interesting, like settings like that. I was like, let me find out what happened. Like, what what is this death animation like? She just falls. <laughs> but I was wondering like what Lev would do, what she would do, and stuff. And yeah, yeah I don't know how she thought she was about to pull your ass up. <laughs> I don't know why she does. she's about little, to pull up this little... 200 pound chick like, right. like okay to put in perspective the completion rate on Last of Us when I checked it it was like like 1.2 that day too now it's up to 39.6% which right. is about the percentage it usually is for a game that's completed because everybody right. doesn't beat the game they, they buy we know that and I still think that's a really high rate for the game, compared, for considering only two weeks out. Yeah, considering a lot of people are saying that the game is too long, which they clearly that's, never played Persona yeah. Five. That's such a. <laughs> I saw that complaint too, and it's it's twenty seven hours to completion, which might be. I think part of it is because this game has first person shooter fans, and first person you know shooter campaigns, especially like Call of Duty, are like four or five hours. Yeah, yeah, they're they're purposely made not that long. <laughs> so if you're like if you're used to four or five hour campaigns and you jump into this, you'd be like, oh, this is this is so long. But like for an RPG, this is short, right? Like this is the first chapter. These are right. Like these I'm ready also, for the next half. These are also the same people that cried to the Call of Duty people that nobody was playing uh, story mode and they take it out. They took it out and then they cried to get it back and they put it back in the game, <laughs> like the last Call of Duty. So yeah. But, 
the game being too long, I mean, it, it's a relevant concern for whether or not you play it, but I don't think it's a relevant criticism because, no. like, like if someone told me, you know, I, I don't play Persona, it's too long, I'd be like, fair enough, it's a long-ass game. But if someone said it's a bad <laughs> game because it's too long, I'd be like, that is incorrect. <laughs> No, it's it's. It, I think it hit the sweet spot on how long it needed to be for that yeah. type of game. Any longer, I would have been like, okay. And I think The Last of Us, <laughs> there was a couple of moments that could be trimmed, but not because the game was too long, but just because those specific segments start to drag. There's there's certain parts where I'm like, you could have s traveled me a little bit further. Mm-hmm. Like, I get that. Like, this could it, have been a cutscene. It could. It shouldn't <laughs> have been this many enemies going from this part to this part, but whatever. I'll take it. I will say it speaks volumes because so I played, I knew I was close to the end of the game, and so one night I played it for like I think like five hours straight, and Jess was in the living room because I'm using my living room TV, and right around like the four last four hours of the game mark where there's a lot of cutscenes, a lot of dramatic moments, she's full on just stopping and watching because <laughs> she's like this is like watching a movie, this is cool, and I think like that's not a game that she's interested in playing, but she was intrigued enough to basically watch me play the beginning and the whole end of the game, which speaks volumes to the entertainment value of the story. Same, same here with my wife. I mean, she walked in to Joel getting hit in the face with a club. <laughs> oh, and I, and I, just got, I just got finished playing the first one with her like two days beforehand. And she's like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that just happened. <laughs> yeah. I know personally, like when, once I got through that cutscene, I had to pause the game and step away for a minute and then be like, okay, get, get back to it and and see where this goes what what got me was when she starts playing the guitar and quietly crying while playing the song that joel played for her that's when i was like and that's a save moment and i'm gonna go just cry in the bathroom alone for a little uh, bit she's playing take on me or were they playing take on me for dina when they went definitely with dina trying to remember yeah oh okay i understand that (laughs) <laughs> I mean, she would periodically randomly play that song throughout the whole game. It's, it's when you play as it, though. I love that they give you the full full on options to just play other songs. I, I don't. <laughs> you know what, Terrell? I'm thinking about, it, and you're right. It was when right before she plays the song for Dina, she's by herself strumming that song, and Dina asks, "What is that?" And when that happens, ah, I was like, right. "Oh my god, my heart! I'm dying." <laughs> <laughs> it was. Oh man, it was. It was sad. But yes. And then when they fully explained why she was such she was she was so angry. You it get just, it. You it made it worse. Mm-hmm. It's like but and then that and, and people and um I can see why people could be upset, but I, I was think I was reading like Neil, he's like life is actually like that. Very few people get the opportunity to be like, Oh, I can say my final words. Like most of the time it's oh shit and it'll be on a bad note and people have a lot of people end up having regrets it reminded me of in the first game with the pair of the brothers when you meet up with them you're like oh these guys are pretty cool and i remember i was playing and i texted you eric i was like i like these guys you're like yeah about that have you finished that segment yet i was like no i'll tell you and then like i finished it like two hours later i was like son of a bitch because the, <laughs> they die so fast in that first game I'm like oh this is cool we just escaped you find out one boy's bit and the guy shoots himself in the face i'm like what I, that hurt yeah. my feelings that that hurt my feelings so mm-hmm. much because he he really wanted to protect his brother and 
and then just it snuck in there. Yep. Did you notice in the second game in Ellie's room she has the same robot that that boy was holding when he died? No, I didn't notice. That. I missed it. Yeah, I took a I took a screenshot of it. I think um, there's a lot of nice touches like that um, where it's just so like in her room she's got that robot. Um, she has something else from the first game, but I can't remember what. Um, and in Joel's house, I feel like there's another callback to the first game. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's I definitely a, overlooked that. Those little touches, like even like the world itself when you're walking through, like there's a game store that has Warhammer in it. And multiple nerds' houses when you're like exploring apartments with like Warhammer and a paint desk. And I'm like, holy shit, this you, attention to detail. You, you lost it, didn't you? <laughs> or playing the Vita and hearing Hotline Miami. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, I was that too. like, no. <laughs> when she kills that girl, I felt so bad because like that was her choice, man. That was her she choice. She came out the water like Jason. Yeah, like like bet you gonna make me stab you. Don't and don't say like, nothing. Don't don't do it. And then the girl grabs her knife, but on the side hand, you're like, you've been fighting people who just get, like don't give you the option, right? Because all the characters when they're like. You know, do this and we'll let you go. In the back of your mind, you're like, they ain't gonna let you go. Nah. Mm-hmm. See, my thing is, if she would have let him go, it would have just ended up in her dying anyway. Right. Like, I'm sorry, this is not the society, as no. Joel proved in the first game, this right. is not the society where you're like, hey, I'm gonna let you go and, you know, whatever, we're gonna be, like, just don't say nothing. Like, no, I still gotta walk through this whole, I, like, you just got to this compound, and you gotta walk through this whole camp, compound that you don't know where you're going. Mm-hmm. Somebody's it's true. gonna freaking say something if you yeah. just let them go. Like, no. Uh, shout out shout out to my girl Dina one more time for that scene where Ellie is once again tied the fuck up mm-hmm. in that one thing, and she just comes through the <laughs> ceiling and it's just pop, pop, pop. <laughs> when like... Dina falls and gets shot in that scene, I'm like, they just killed her. I'm about to lose my shit. <laughs> they did not kill her in that scene. Uh, I was very yeah, happy. it was a different one. <laughs> Even though I full on thought she was gonna die at some point in the game. Me too. Like I was nah, like, it's man. no way. I was, way I was banking my bottom. I was banking my bottom dollar on that one. She didn't though. I was shocked. Right. Almost. They could have. They could have. They could have let Jesse live, man. He got caught on some freak accident shit, like. Like he just happened to come through the door first. I was but about to say he was the first one through the door. It was yeah, like... I mean him and Manny almost caught the same exact way. It's true. Oh yeah, man. True. Got, I, I I wish they would have edited that. Like where you got to play as um, Tommy. Joe's Tommy. Like you just get to snipe out the group, mm-hmm. man. <laughs> can we can we talk about Tommy because Tommy's character arc is an interesting one because in the first game he's like he's the beacon of there's more to this than just, you know, slaughtering people all right. willy-nilly. He's trying to build something. He's got and the this, promised land. Right, and in the second game, like, partially, be, mostly because of Ellie, he goes down this dark path and he does not come out of it. Like, Ellie's trying yeah. and he's well, full if, on. Well, I anything. think he was coming out of it, because you figure he was one of the main ones when they met back up in the theater to be like, alright, we could just call it and go home. Like, right, that's true. We don't have to find Abby whatever but then abby shows up shoots jesse in the face and takes his eye he's like oh he's done yeah no like i think that was the straw that broke the camel's back for him it was just like because ellie finally gets home she her and dina have this cute little farm you get to explore it i'm like oh this is gonna be in the game this is awesome then his ass rolls up and says i found them i can't do this anymore because you know i'm fucked up he's (laughs) like you're just gonna abandon joel like that and i'm like 
You made oh me a promise, God. girl. Tommy, get the fuck out of here. What are you doing, man? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, look, you dip, I'm gone. Dina <laughs> yells at him and is like, don't you bring that shit to my house ever again. I was like, yeah, Dina, get it. Because they, they were chilling for like, a, what, a year? Like, nah, it, only had, it, had to be, it, it had to be a like couple, couple months. I, was, I would say about, yeah. No, nah, it was max. longer than a month because, I mean, she wasn't that far gone pregnant. That's true. It's got to like, be a year. That baby yeah. was, yeah, like at least a year. Like, yeah, that's, <laughs> like, that's, that's a six, nine-month-old baby. That's true. <laughs> Full I, head of hair and everything, little, little Jewish Asian self. <laughs> they had a joke. It was a joke about what happened to Ellie. You know, it's like you think you're a real, you think you're real good fighter till you meet Joey Badass, and you <laughs> realize I'm good at math. After that second beatdown, I'm surprised she had the balls to go back out and be like, "I'm gonna find her again." I'm like, "Bruh, she literally beat you up." I mean, I, I, I was so she, upset behind. She that. lost that last fight too. But so, that is, so that is the one thing we didn't talk about is the very last part of the game mm-hmm. where that that fight that final showdown. Oh my god, dude! Where you're using Ellie and it's like stop, and it's like you get to a point and you're like, why are you even doing this? Like, yep. Abby's uh, like, I'm not going to do this. Maybe. And then Ellie threatens Lev. And I'm like, come on, Ellie. Right, she went full villain. I'm like, oh, God. Why, bro? <laughs> I was just like, you know, had you kept your happy ass at home, but technically if, Abby would have died. That's true. That's what I was going to say. If if she wasn't on this revenge spree, Abby and Lev would have died. Yeah. And, uh, that had to have been one of the most difficult cutscene slash interactive cutscenes for me to get through though because like you're beating up Abby and at this point you like Abby. Right. There's, well there's, well there's depending no on who you are you like Abby. It's some true. people some people still just did not come around for her. Yeah, yeah, which is fair. I didn't even want to at that point I didn't even want to have I mean I saw her in that condition. I didn't even want to fight her anymore. Right. And I think maybe that's where I was more at. Like if she was still prime time condition like you get there and she's running she's gotten there and she's started she's taken over the base since the last time we've seen her and like she's the big like the big the big dog the like big i'm like okay right? i'm you like okay let's fight like as soon as you pull it down from like that little that that uh that stick right. i'm Yo, just like i'm like right, no i'm, I'm not right gonna was like how is this woman fighting wasn't she strung up for like a while, and I'm like, yeah, she does for not like look a good. week or two, like two nah, three weeks. She could have been had to been a couple long. days. Yeah, 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 I think I think like a day or two because between exposure and the birds, right? Well, I, well, I looked well, at that, her character. They were mo- already starving her before right. her, her trying to break out. So I looked at her character model. It was bad, like sunburn, chap, mm-hmm. super chap lips. Like the t- definition of her arms are just it's gone. So, yeah. It was she, just she's bad. beating up a malnourished woman, yo. Come on, yo, and, ha- and still had to fight with a knife. <laughs> like, yeah. And then I had to. And then after everything, I'm like, what did you, like, what did you accomplish for that? And look what it cost you. Right. It cost her. I mean, because it cost her her family because Dina and packed up is gone. <laughs> And uh, this was something, do we think, so the first Last of Us game is famous for not giving full closure, like, because, you know, Joel lies to Ellie, and Ellie clearly knows something's up, and she's like, okay, and then the game ends, and this game doesn't even more, like, do we think that Dina takes Ellie back? Does Ellie, like, say, like, I let her live, you know, I learned my lesson? Does Ellie go back to Jackson? Oh, she's 100% going back to Jackson. Now the question is, what is she telling Tommy when she gets there? 
She Ooh, can tell I him to go think about that. She, <laughs> but she can I mean, go tell him to f himself. That's what she can say. I mean, she probably don't gotta say much. She she um her fingers would do the talking if you know what I mean. Where, where <laughs> yeah. were they at? Like Mexico? Like <laughs> no, they were in um like Southern, Southern California. California. Oh, okay. Santa Barbara. <laughs> So yeah, there, there is there is one plot hole that was never really resolved. That I sort of and I, I I messaged this to the group, but in the beginning of the game, one of the main like points of conflict is there's suddenly like a horde of infected going through the area, and you have right. some tense moments running from them. And I'm like in my mind, I'm like oh, this is gonna be like this is gonna attack Jackson, like this is gonna be a thing, right? They never mention that again. Like those characters go out to go hunt Abby down, and no one's like, "Hey, I hope Jackson's okay." There was literally hundreds of infected running around there. Well, they said that they were used to that. By True, that they did migrate. Like they they yeah. migrate every year. So and they weren't. Like, they've been there for four years. True, they weren't that close to Jackson though. Yeah, yeah they, okay, they were a, a lot point. further on the outskirts. But like Joel and. Tommy were surprised, saying, "You know that it was a surprise group." That's why I was like thrown off. I was like, "Hmm." I'd be a little bit more concerned. Well, he also was like, yeah, we need to go back and get the boys and tell them that we're we going to handle this. Right. <laughs> like, it's true. When you're running away from them with Abby, they're like, yo, we can, we can handle this. We just got to let like, the people uh, know. Like like Warren has said to me like early on, um, after they had, you know, took, took um, you know, bunker down to the, uh, the cabin. And Tommy's like, hey, I'm Tommy, and that's my brother. <laughs> yep. And Warren was like, please say your name is something else. Right. <laughs> like, as soon as they walked in that room, like, I don't know, like, maybe it's just my defense mechanism. If I don't know you, I'm You're probably... Not right. And I think I blame Ellie partially for this, because he let down his guard, and I don't think Joel would have let down his guard. Yeah, old much. school Joel would have been like, I'm not giving you my name. Pop, pop. <laughs> like I like I'm I'm going straight zombie land rules. What's your name, Tallahassee? <laughs> like no. But I mean like, that's part of it though, right? Because the first game is about Joel's rough edges being smoothed down because there's more to life than survival. But the problem is, is that then leaves you vulnerable. Like right? Like that's yeah. Right. Because they yeah, even talk about how like because when she when um Dina and Ellie are riding that horse through Seattle, I'm like, what are you all doing? You're making such a big profile, like. You're gonna get shot, and then the horse gets blown up by a landmine. I'm like, yeah, and they're like, you know, in Jackson, Man, we wouldn't have done that. And I'm like, mm, you didn't see that coming, Allie? Come on now. That also like scared the shit I, out of me too. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's four years of not being on edge True. like that. Like, True. That's four years of being civilized. Like you figure, even like sure, a, a, a army vet, a war vet would have like those reflexes, but right. at some it, point it, it, you true. have to turn it off. The funny, it wasn't even, the funny part was it wasn't even for Ellie. It was supposed to be for the uh, Seraphites. Right. Yeah, it was a, just, just a assume she's a Seraphite they, they because that's a horse, right? <laughs> I mean, like, between the wolves and the Seraphites being at war, you know, you when you're at war, you have a whole different mindset it's than true. Jackson, which is, from what I can tell, never been at war. And they're just trying to... Like, well, you go. fight the um the hunters in the first game when they're first establishing. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah, not a full do. war. But I mean, when you've got like a whole town that size, who in that situation could declare war on you, right? Like, I mean, if the wolves truly wanted to take them over, they they could, but they have no beef as far as they've mentioned with other towns. True. <clears throat> nah, that, they had all of Seattle. Their beef was squashed outside of yep. the Seraphites. 
That that is one thing that I I which, wish which they created. <laughs> right, right. They create, and that's right. Exactly. That is one thing I wish it was explored more. Like the fireflies, we know what they're trying to achieve. What the hell are the wolves trying to achieve? It seems like they were, you know, created during this conflict with the um, the uh, whatever the forces quarantine guards. The quarantine guards. Yeah, I think and, that's all it was. It's like it was their resistance force, and like once you take over the city. What we, now? Yeah, like, they had a nice base though. They're in that, you know, sports stadium. I think it's Mercedes Benz. Got got a bunch of like you know livestock set up apartments right. as the different like um, what's it called like private boxes or the apartments. You can't you can't you can't find a better spot. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we've covered it pretty well. I mean, clearly we are all fans of the game, and we all suggest people play it, right? Like. Right, and we, we can all think outside the box. <laughs> I was about to say, we covered everything except for that jealous bastard in, in the fucking village. Oh, he would not die. <laughs> Jesus. Yo, I have never seen such a resilient person. Yeah, that guy, that's true. When you're at the Ser- the Seraphite Village was cool. That was actually a really nice change of pace from Seattle. Yeah, they give, it, it felt like a completely different area. Well, because it was. <laughs> yeah. I, I That guy... Where I was like, how are you not dead? <laughs> like, you've taken such a beating. Like, oh. <laughs> now, the I, part that got me that got me was the uh, the Rat King in the hospital. Oh, yeah. I was like, what is this? That was I don't, great Resident Evil vibes. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't like any of this right now. I don't like where this is going. There's too much noise being made. Where is it? Why am I following the tracks? Right. <laughs> What the hell is this weird, like, gap in the wall? <laughs> like, Can I go through it? Oh. That's why I tried. Yep. <laughs> One of my favorite moments early in the game is when you find um, Dina and Ellie are talking about one of the, like, older guys who used to go on patrol who, like, passed away. I can't remember his name. And he was an old firefly who's like family he was like abandoned. A scientist or something, or he was like an inventor. No, he wasn't. He, he wasn't, wasn't a scientist. scientist. He, was like, he did do some sure. science. Sure, he was <laughs> a scientist. You, you find his hideout. You open it up, and there's just plant after plant after plant after plant. And I'm like, okay, I see you. <laughs> Yo, I don't know, man. That's, I feel like that's the last thing I want to do in that type of scenario. Was is get inebriated, like any type of alcohol or. Or get high, I'd be like so paranoid. Somebody gonna run up on you. <laughs> like, well, you'd have. Well, as long as you close the door, not like they can run up in on you. True. Only he people a, who know each other. Jesse ran up on him. <laughs> yeah, but Jesse knew where to look. Right. That's true. I don't know. I feel like, especially like in Eugene those, is his name. Eugene, thank you. Yeah, I, I like that touch because that was, you know, it's just reflecting on like. There's a lot of subtle touches like that where it. It talks about the first generation of survivors that have now hit like an age where they're dying of old age, and or like how they killed. deal with it. Right, right, the few that survived or being killed. Yeah. And you just hear them talk about like the old movies and mm-hmm. how they were making fun of Jurassic Park and Jurassic. Oh, Park I was too. dying with that <laughs> one. Yeah. That's a that's a Velociraptor. <laughs> Did anybody else jump off the T Rex? No. no. <laughs> get on the T-Rex. Oh, yes. wait, yeah, I did, I did. I was I about did. to say, you can climb the T-Rex and jump off of it. And that is Joe like, freaks out. He is like, no, you better not. <laughs> I could put the hat on dinosaurs, though. Yeah, I did do that. Yeah. Joel's like, is this gonna... I hope this isn't gonna be a thing. <laughs> yep. 
Yeah, I like well, this. he does the second one, and he's like, I get, I, I get I why get you it. do it. Yep. <laughs> I really like the, the them really showing Joe being really affectionate and mm-hmm. supportive. Of, of, yeah, of Elliot and like what she likes to do. Like he really was going balls to the wall, trying at that second chance that he had. Yeah, and I, I, I they did such a good job. I felt like all of the main cast of characters were fleshed out for the most part. I think Mel is a notable exception, but even she had like her moments where like you at least felt like you knew her motivations a little bit more. Um, I don't know. I, it was a great game, emotionally cathartic. I wouldn't. I don't know. Like it was. I had a good time, but it wasn't one that I would say was fun. If that makes sense. What's the replay value like for it for you? <clears throat> just just like story wise. Huh. I'm wondering. I, I haven't tried to go new game plus. Um, but part of me is intrigued to play those early parts with Ellie with right. the upgraded equipment. Right. And same with Abby. Um, but there's segments of the game that I would not want to replay. Like I don't want to replay that end scene in the water with Ellie and Abby. Like I just oh, I, yeah. <laughs> So I'm hoping they do something like didn't um, Final Fantasy VII remake do it where you can like jump to specific chapters? Yes, yes. If if they did, I don't know if they have, but if they did something like that. I'd probably jump in as is. I don't see right. myself I, playing I think, it for a while. I think once you you cut your emotion out of it and you you're just playing the game, you're just playing like you know with like you know with the trophy goals in mind or like whatever you have. Um, because there's still like collectibles and stuff that you can get based on like performance in the game and the level of difficulty you beat it on. So there's there's still like you know other stuff that you can get and do in the game, you know artwork, music, stuff mm-hmm. like that. <clears throat> can we talk about also? So the first game had amazing multiplayer. Yes, so good. And I get, I mean, you know, this is a big game. Not every game needs multiplayer. Um, but the second game doesn't have any of that. And that was pretty disappointing to me because I was really looking forward to jumping back into that game's multiplayer. Right. They they said pretty early on that they weren't they weren't going to do it. I And I purposely didn't follow much of the reveals because I was trying to keep my hype train down. <laughs> but yeah, I, that was a disappointment for me. I mean, I'm not surprised. It's okay. It's not a big deal. I mean, deal. The, first, the first one is still up and running. It's true. I think they said they're making the second. If they're doing that, it's just going to be like a whole separate game or something. Hmm. Free to, like a free to play. Okay. Something like that. I don't know. That's what I remember hearing. It's like, yeah, it's like it's not going to be part of the game, but it'll be like a separate game. Because you that. could do Seraphites versus Wolves and really have cool, like, join your faction differences in like, the way they play. Right. You know, I almost pull off like um, how Uncharted 4 did their multiplayer. Did you right. play the first game's multiplayer? Which first game's multiplayer? Um, Last of Us. Yeah, I played a lot of it. Okay, because I they could do that, but just like change the class system. I I didn't play much of the Uncharted multiplayer. Any any other final thoughts on the Last of Us Part Two before we call it an episode? I, I I would truly say, man, it's it's a it's a it's a great game. It's a great game. Do not let do not absorb and let other people's opinions into your head before you truly get to play it for yourself. Especially if you played the first one. Um, the game is a lot. The game is a lot more than Joel's death, man. Mm-hmm. So don't don't let yourself get distracted and bunker down on that one that one thing. Uh, I have to say, when um, 
when Ellie got pulled through the wall by that bloater. That oh, mess Jesus. that mess made me jump so bad. <laughs> I hate those things, man. There's some there's some real jump intense moments. Yeah, I definitely jumped a couple of times. I love I love the uh the fourth wall commentary of like how you completely clear a house and like the joints just come out of nowhere or they'd be in there with like no open windows or anything like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ellie's like, I hate that like <laughs> I, th- I think the uh I would like to give a shout out to Metal Gear for preparing me for long-winded story games. <laughs> I, th- I think any, I think Metal Gear was played older Metal Gears know that the gameplay portion of those games are a lot shorter than the actual cinematic value of it. Right. I, I think the the Metal Gear stories are so completely anime ridiculous that you're so intrigued by it that it doesn't feel like it's like no <laughs> no 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 because when you're playing two and you get to the freaking tanker and they start going when he starts ranting about the older wars and stuff like there oh, are yeah, some moments that, yeah. where it's just yeah. like George Washington was the founding father right. what dude <laughs> <You're> <laughs> talking like, they about start diving into like deep history in the middle of the game and I'm like the secret uh, codes was in Lincoln's hat <laughs> what <laughs> He stole the Declaration of Independence. Like, wait, what? That's another movie. <laughs> but no offense to Metal Gear. I love that series. One of my favorite series. But people, it's, it, it, no, I almost feel like you need to slap a label and be like, look, this game is st- heavy, heavily story oriented. Four mm-hmm. was a pure example of that, though. Like, that was, whew. that was trying to also ramp, run, um, you know the the combination of all those games and like end ended in one thing. I want to say, oh, you mean four that has the two to three hour ending cutscene, right? So that's that's the biggest thing now, Jake. Is uh, people are now complaining about length of games and single player stories uh, because of, because of Last of Us and you know so on. So they're talking about trying to cut it down. Mm. I I mean, some games I do think legitimately it's like every game doesn't need to be 80, 90 hours, but I do not feel like this story was bloated. There's segments that probably could be trimmed, but I don't think that's because it's too long or bloated. And And honestly, it was was just the movement segments, like some of the movement, like, okay, moving from A to B or mm -hmm. like some of that could have been like, okay, this could have been a shorter path. Like, yeah, the, the, the footwork to get to certain places is like, oh, yeah, we can go this way. Oh, no, it's flooded. It was like, come uh, on, right? <laughs> like, that's Toss annoying. This rope, uh. That's annoying. But that's the same problem I have with Uncharted. And the, oh no, it broke. I'll find another way around. <laughs> this is yeah, the twentieth time I've done this in this game. <laughs> I think anyone who likes like story-driven games is going to like The Last of Us and The Last of Us Part Two. Right. Um, I think you just have to be aware that it, it's a dark game that deals with you know, negative emotions heavily. Um, and because of that, the characters aren't always people doing decisions that you want them to do, even though you like them as people. Which is what people are doing every day today. There's a lot of people <laughs> making horrible decisions today. And you know what? This 2020 is, a, is that year. <laughs> this is just a reminder that people make decisions that you're not going to like. You're going to have to get over it. Right. So I'm just going to sign off by giving a shout out to... Um, on Plugged In Radio, we are currently playing through Skies of Arcadia. Um, we're prepping our next recorded segment. We had like our initial thoughts after about three hours of play, and our next section is going to be about ten hours into the game. Um, we're mostly waiting on Steve because Steve's grad school is you know throwing a lot of projects at him right now. So we're just waiting for him to get through that wave of projects so he can play it. Um, but if you're a JRPG fan, if you want to hear about like a 
you know, Dreamcast, GameCube games, Skies of Arcadia. Been having fun with that. And then down the road, we'll be voting on more games to play on the cast. So if you're interested in that, join us on uh, Unplugged Radio on Facebook. And that's where we post most of those polls. I'm a little salty about that because I own that game. And then I did. I traded it back in because I got stuck and could not figure out where to go. The game's like expensive now. Oh, yeah, I realized. Like trying Any... to find an old Marvel's Capcom 2 copy on Dreamcast. Right. <laughs> Any any final sign-off thoughts from you guys for Around the Geek final pitch? Um, right. Um, so we um you guys know where to find us. I mean, we we me and Eric just did a uh review not so long ago on Final Fantasy Seven uh remake. This is up on the site. Um it's it's um up on uh you know, of course we're on Podbean and um Apple Music, um, that's up on there. We also did an overhaul on the uh, PS PS Five stuff and talked mm, about okay. that in the uh, Xbox Series X. That episode is up. The main check of content can be found at aroundthegeek.com. Thank you. I was going to say you want to tell people where because remember this is going on my podcast too. And <laughs> they won't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> awesome. Well, this has been great, guys. Um, hopefully, we'll hear from we'll get some of you involved. I know you guys aren't playing uh, Skies of Arcadia, but whatever we play next, hopefully, we can get you in that right. rotation. I, I really wanted to play it, but like I said, I, it, it's just I, yeah, it's hard to find. I mean, you I can also it. you can also pull the emu, but you know, what I mean, like, eh. yeah, <laughs> I get you. All right, guys, have a good one. I'm just a poor wayfaring stranger. Traveling through this world of woe, there is no sickness, no toil, nor danger in that bright land to which I go. I'm going there. Go.